0: This is Earth Tribe Radio, at least I think we are, at <laughs> www.earthtriberadio.com. Hey, Jill. Yeah,
1: hey, Fiona. How are you doing?
0: Good. How are you doing? <laughs> it's one of those days. It's one of those days. And today we're going to talk about everybody has a story, and everybody has an opinion, and everybody has their truth. Mm-hmm. Well, truth is different from opinion, but... Maybe, what's the benefit of everybody understanding their story? I mean, you know, we all have a story and it's, it, 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 the reality of our story may be different from our mental story. Yes. And it very often is because we're changing. Yeah. We, you know, it's known now that we change the past with every time we think about it. So every time we think of an experience, we change it. Um, so Just
1: by virtue of thinking about it, yeah. we don't even know we're doing it. But no. it's what we. we do.
0: And so you take. That's why you get two people who've had, like from childhood, who've had the same experience, but have completely different memories of mm-hmm. it. Um, so, w- what do we do with our story?
1: Well, I think the, I think the key to all of this for me. Uh, And to to know that stories do change. Mm -hmm. You know, they grow and they change. And our stories come from our feelings and our experiences. And And our
0: perceptions. Oh, yeah, because of feelings. Mm -hmm.
1: And, And perceptions is a better word, perhaps, because it's how... We see anything or feel anything at any given time. And what we could feel the next time we think about an event, we could be feeling something different. And so we see a different flavor of that story. Let's Mm. put it that way. Or a different tune, you would say, because you're you're so into music. So um, my feeling about this is honor your story you don't have to stick to it because it's going to change. That, that's an important thing. Yeah, exactly. Because it's going to grow and then it's going to drop away. And when you have realizations as you continue through life, you're going to say, oh, yeah, I didn't realize that. Okay, blah, blah, blah. So things are going to change. Um, and recognize that. I think the other key is that it's the same for everybody. So if you hold people to their story, not only are you trying to confine them to something, but you're, conf- you're not going to get the enjoyment out of the experience of other people's stories. You know, that can be, whether it's a tragic story or a sad story, there's still still something of beauty in, in that story as it's personal, it's growing, it's, it's, a, 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 it's alive, it's a living thing
0: yes and it's and it's morphing yeah, so that you can you can say to yourself it's okay if somebody's changed their story because often we think someone's been lying when they changed their story but the truth of the matter is everybody's doing it every time they think so I guess just allowing people to have their story whatever whichever mm-hmm. way they want it mm-hmm. um, and you know we can actually tell a fantasy we've been through this before but we can tell a fantasy and if we tell it several times it becomes our story mm-hmm. so even though it wasn't a reality it still becomes our story. So, what, in a sense, is our story? Is our story our childhood to now, you know, to now, or is it what we've been imagining? And it's actually both, I think.
1: And it could also be uh, chapters in your life, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I've always seen my life in, in in terms of chapter one. That's what I did in chapter one, and that's what uh, through some. Letting go of something, whether it's moving to a different country, getting divorced, then you're into the next chapter of your life. And so your life becomes a richer tapestry. I'm not saying that everybody should move to a different country and divorce to get a richer <laughs> tapestry, but it means any time you do something that shifts and changes, it changes the story. So then this this story becomes a, a living a living thing. A living thing you know
0: yeah and we might want to question our story too yeah just without judging it without saying like this is wrong just say well
1: let me question my story okay because and I think this is important because very often uh, when we relate our story let's be aware of what it might sound like because I've done it and I've heard it done many times in telling your story. You, you relate your story as if you were a victim of something. Ah, oh,
0: that's an important thing. Yeah.
1: So when you want to tell your story, my suggestion would be pause and think about this. Am I, am I a victim of my story? Am I here? looking for comfort through my story? Yeah yeah or so you know even even it, you can go into victimhood by looking for understanding mm-hmm. at the same time you if if you come at telling your story from poor me uh then that grows into the story. That morphs into the story. So it's kind of like reframing something. If you had a difficult childhood, for example, um, all of of us who have had one can go into this, oh, you know, all that. And yet, if we can recognize that, yes, that was our story, but I am not my story. Yeah. I am not my story. So I'm not a victim of my story. This is what happened to me. And, you know, so when we do it from the victim side, it's like the, it's like the broken record. It just gets deeper ingrained into your brain that this is how it was, this is how it was, and how, poor me, poor me, poor me. Um, you can get out of that if that happens. Uh, but it's a little bit harder. It's little I bit think harder. it's
0: hard because what happens is we, 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 in a way, are searching for compassion, kindness, and connection through through somebody being sorry for us or mm-hmm. so feeling that we – so we yes. slowly collect more and more because we think – in a way, it's almost like we think that if we are suffering – if we've suffered enough, then maybe somebody will step for us. But it's also that that as a culture in some religions, it's been said we're all sinners and we all should suffer. You know, that's why the beating of themselves and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So it's partly in our cultures, I think, in the human culture, human condition.
1: Mm. I'm a sucker for a sob story. I always have been a sucker for a sob story. And I got into a relationship once many years ago, from uh, with a guy who had a terrible sob story to tell me when I first met him, and that totally hooked me in. Mm. But you know, after a while, it was like, okay, all right. And now, where are you now? What are you doing now? And you know, come out of it. Um, and bless his heart, he could never come out of it. Mm. He was just out. so attached to the to the, the story and to his yeah. and, to and, his and to story, get, you know. And it, you know, when he met my mother for the first time, he kept her up till three o'clock in the morning, telling her this story that I'd been listening to for years, thinking, "Okay, you mm. know." But that's that was always where he that was his starting point. And so, when as we're talking about our stories, our stories grow. We and do. you know and we can change them and we can change them uh, but if we're stuck in the victimhood they don't seem to grow no like that so uh, it's a good thing to be aware of when y- you have the ear of somebody or the interest of somebody who wants to hear your story and says well tell me what it was like um ask yourself uh, from what from what angle am i going to tell this story Okay, because if it's if it's what I've overcome, for Mm -hmm. example, then from what I'm suffering from, uh, that gets ingrained into you. That makes your story stronger, but opens it up to more growth, more adventures, more wonderful things coming in.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the ways in which many of the indigenous peoples teach is Mm -hmm. through stories of things that have happened to to people and how they've gone through them and gotten stronger and developed a lot more power and techniques and things Mm -hmm. of how to live. And so I think if we can look at it more like that, um, everybody has been a victim of something or someone. And, uh, and uh, t-
1: talking about Native Americans, there's um, a wonderful Apache Native American who I met when he walked out of a cave. He'd been in a cave for years. And he came and sat down where I was. I fed him a meal, and then and I had children around me. And he did this wonderful story about there are no victims, only volunteers. And, I, you know, I, I had a pause with that. I talked to him afterwards. I said, you know... There are victims when they're very young and very old, when they have no control over th- their lives. They can be they can be victims. That's what I believe.
0: And people could also be victims the frail. of of I'm not allowed to have a no. It's like me, there was the whole rape thing. It was like I was a victim of not allowing myself to have a no. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. and a lot of people, a lot of women who have actually gone through the, oh, any yeah. kind of abuse have the idea, they're trapped in the idea of I'm not, not allowed having, to yeah. say no and, and, so.
1: and but I've also, uh, my sister and I talk about that often the not allowed to have a no is we were grown up, brought up by our parents never to say no, we were hmm. never taught how to say no it was always yes sir, yes ma'am, yes sir, yes ma'am so yeah, that that's a that's a big thing um, but still, your story is important. But you are not your—you are are not your story. Your story is part of you.
0: It's woven way. It's yes.
1: slowly. It's like a weave. A tapestry. That's tapestry. Of, yeah, that's yes. What I love yes. to call it. Yes. It's not a bathroom rug. It's a tapestry. <laughs> so it's going to have its depths in it and the many colors in it. And as and as long as you don't imprison yourself by. The poor me aspect of it. Let's celebrate what you've accomplished through your the hardships that you might have started with, or that you had to go through at any time in your life. Um, There's a celebration of the strength of character to get through that. Um, There's no celebration of the victim. Yeah,
0: and you can say to yourself, "I am a tapestry," and each one of these, each one of these. Pieces of or each piece of cloth, each no, what do you call those? Each piece of the tapestry yeah. has made the strength, thread. Each thread, yeah. thank you, <laughs> has made the whole tapestry of who I am. Mm-hmm. And I can look down and say, "Oh yes, that's that's the tapestry of that's the piece of
1: the tapestry." Yeah, for exactly, that. exactly. I used to tell my son that when he was going through puberty, and he, uh, like a lot of boys, goes through a really deep hard time through puberty. I really feel for them tremendously. And he did. He really went through it. And I would tell him, I said, you know, you're going to do this. You're going to feel things deeply because you've got a very rich tapestry. You know, you're not a bathroom rug. Thank God you're not a bathroom rug. You know, those get thrown out very easily. So, you know, you're going to have your ups and your downs and your depths, but that's what's going to make it beautiful for you. So understand the lows as well as, the, celebrate the lows as well as the highs. Well, because each one of
0: those is weaving another piece of the tapestry. Exactly. There is one thing, and again, we have talked about this before, and this is not for everybody, but if you feel you can, you can go and redraw your, your, your past. You can, mm-hmm. if you feel that it's possible for you to go back and imagine a story different than the one you had, so say if you want to cut something, you can re you can be the director, producer, and actor in your story, and you can rewrite it if you want to, and then just keep going back as if it was rewritten. This is not for everybody, but for
1: some people it 's helpful yeah, the way i 'm doing it <laughs> um, because that that wouldn 't help me, but mm-hmm. I can understand where it would help others is to um, you know be a camera lens and pull myself back into the wider picture, the bigger picture, wider, wider. So it goes back to not only my childhood, but let's take it back to my father's childhood, my mother's childhood. Where did they come from? What did they experience? What, what made them who they are when I was born? And, and what caused some of the, the the abuse. And I understand it a lot better, you know. I, and, but I can, well. yes, I can make a point like, you know, they should never have been parents, but I'm so glad they were because I wouldn't be here if they weren't. Mm-hmm. But it takes that edge off if I can pull it back to the wider angle, the wider perspective. Okay. So I'm not just including me in my story. I'm including others in the story. So mm. I'm making the story wider and more encompassing.
0: Yeah, and every single person that has abused us or anybody else is suffering.
1: Yes, exactly. Nobody does
0: it. If well,
1: few people do it. <laughs> well,
0: what I'm, what I'm saying is that if, if you're connected to the oneness, to the source, to the wholeness, there is no way that you would ever hurt anyone. Yeah, exactly. You know, so if you if you use your mindfulness, if you use your meditation, if you you know just breathe from your heart as often as you can, mm-hmm. you'll find that it, it, it's very difficult to hurt people. Um, And I'm not saying that we should be tiptoeing on eggshells all the time, but, you know, sometimes you have to speak straight because it's just what feels
1: true. But also in in relaying your story or if you're listening to somebody else's story, whether it's somebody you know well, whether it's your sibling, a parent, an uncle, an aunt, or somebody you barely know, um, and you're listening to their story, honor their story you don't have to argue with them no no but and we'll if you try see, to teach them initially yeah, either yeah and if you see it's very interesting to experience say it's your your aunt and you sitting down and they're telling you a story and you remember the event very well but you've seen it from a different point of view from a different place from a different age different circumstances so and now you're hearing it from Somebody who's probably older and was experiencing something different—that's fascinating, and we don't know that it's fascinating if we don't listen to it.
0: If we're trying to fix
1: it, if say. we're A, trying to fix it, argue with it, interrupt it, tell just, them that it's not right because uh, we saw it differently. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. You could always say, "Hey, that's really interesting." From that, from from your perspective, I find that very interesting doesn't mean you agree with it, but it's it's acknowledging what they've said to you. They feel that they've been heard. That's important.
0: It is, and I remember when my parents moved to Australia from South Africa to get away from um, the persecution and so forth that was going on in South Africa. They were activists, but uh, Dad used to tell he they had started fifty years old f- for nothing. They couldn't bring much money, and he was a writer, a naturalist, so that didn't transfer to Australia. So they had a really hard time. And he used to tell, recount his war stories, which were very highlight of driving from South Africa up to Egypt, and all mm-hmm. the amazing experiences he had mm-hmm. with people and what he saw in the mountains of the moon. And he would keep on re- relaying the same stories. Mm-hmm. So when I was about, you know, my teenage years, it was like, in my mind, I didn't say anything to him, but it was like, oh, gosh, you know, I'm hearing this for the 546th time. Yeah. <laughs> but as as i got older i realized if i listened to that story he was gaining something from it yes. it was feeding him it was giving him yes. just some kind of a, some kind of a, a lightness in his life to remember looking down into the mountains <laughs> of the moon or you know going on these big this big journey with all these other guys and this yeah. you know and i just said to myself you've never heard this story before This is the first time you've heard it. And if I hear it for the first time ever, it's amazing. If I judge it because I've heard it a thousand times, then he loses and I lose. But if I hear it for the first time, realize that it's giving him a gift because he wouldn't be saying it unless it was feeding him in some way. Um, Because they weren't ones that he was trying to work out. They were just wonderful experiences that he'd had. Not so much yeah. the fighting, but the, the travelling and the, the experiences of different
1: cultures. That's a lovely point. I know I've done several times telling Luke stories. And when I finish, I say, have I told you that before? He says, yes, <laughs> mom," But he never interrupted me. What he understood was it was giving me something in the telling of it yeah. so he would allow doesn't matter i he could have heard it 30 50 times but he saw that it was giving me something and so he would never interrupt it which i am forever grateful to and the other thing when you mentioned the how the native americans teach through stories i've been going through this wonderful um book uh the journey of Crazy Horse, who is a, a, a is a relative through my adoption in in the in the, in the Lakota uh, Nation, so it's very interesting when the story over the generations of Crazy Horse is told. It is told as if it's just happened in a way. It's like it's brand new. So the young ones coming up don't realize that Crazy Horse died 150 years ago or however, (laughs) but that he's around today because that's how it's told. It is a living... It's a living Ah, so story. stories
0: to them are living. Yes, which is Which is, I guess, what my dad felt, too. When mm-hmm. he told those stories, he was, he was traveling in these tracks, looking at all these wild animals, you know, having these amazing experiences as he went right through Africa. And it was, a, it was for him, as you're saying that, it was an alive thing for I him. I think
1: that's the point we're trying to make in our stories. Our stories are living. And as they're living, our stories living and breathing, they're going to grow. We don't want to stunt them by being the poor victim. If your father had said, oh, yeah, and I saw this person killed, and I saw that, and and that was the story, and we suffered so much. And, you know, he, he had the brilliance to pick out the beauty of his journey through a wartime. You know, and sharing it with others.
0: Yes, and so that that fed him, and it fed the people he listened to. Mm -hmm. As long as you didn't judge it, and so we might want to ask ourselves today: It's not a bad idea. There are some people who write their stories. Mm-hmm. So uh, Cynthia Waring, who we've had on this show, she's very much help very much into helping people. That's not quite the right way to say mm-hmm. it, but she offers courses on how to help people tell their
1: story. Dina Metzger as well. She had. Oh, really? She she taught Cynthia Waring, so we want to give her credit too she was a wonderful teacher Cynthia is a wonderful teacher of how to write your story
0: and I think sometimes it's helpful to get it down on paper or on computer it's no longer so much on paper for many people Uh, so say to yourself my story is a gift and it's my choice is how I live it and experience it because it is an alive thing Mm -hmm. and it's a living thing it's a living thing and uh, we can find incredible gifts from it if we just know how to walk with it
1: Mm -hmm. I'll say amen to that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is Tribe Radio, www.earthyradio.com. You're
1: home on planet Earth.